And I, for one, welcome our new gentlemen, overlords. Who? 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 Now that's a team I can work with. I love it. I love bringing people together. How we doing? Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 48 of the Gentleman Overlords podcast. I am Andrew. I'm Max. I'm Robert. Guys, what up? What up? What up? Not a whole lot, Andrew. What's up with you? Uh, <laughs> nothing. Hey. Um, just recording with you guys, my buds. Cool it's too. a highlight of my month. Your month? We yeah. recorded earlier this month with your wife. Only one of... Oh, <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm saying in general the podcast is, and I think out of the two episodes, that one's maybe more of a highlight so far. Huh. <laughs> kind of feels like you're backtracking a little bit. Oh, uh, boy. Can we, uh, <laughs> can we, can we start over? <laughs> cool. Well... How's it going? It's, I, go, it's going well, Rob. How are you doing? Hey, you know, it was it was swelled. What a swell day! I'm just uh, loving what? it, <laughs> and happening. I'm doing great. And uh, the bus ride up was lovely. It started uh-huh. to sprinkle a little bit, but I made it here. Dry as a bone. Wow, <laughs> great Ooh. story. What? What am I? So many details. <laughs> what, I, what am I supposed to say? I'm fine. <laughs> Great. There you go. That's what you're supposed to say. Yeah, you're supposed to I'm move fine. on immediately. We'll end this segment. However, this weekend was beautiful, gorgeous. Out. It certainly was. Did We're you guys... it. It was Memorial Day weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in you... Seattle, Washington, the year 2018. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys do barbecues or anything like that? I, I went to a barbecue. Nice. Uh, uh, I did. I Max, did. what'd you do? <laughs> oh. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> you're doing it now too. Yeah. Uh, I didn't, I didn't do any, that's, you know, it's funny. I didn't do any barbecues. I kind of tidied up around the house. Got a lot done. Did nothing. That's a shame. Yeah. To memorialize our fallen soldiers, you cleaned your apartment. I wasn't out uh, gallivanting and eating uh, barbecued meats. I was, uh, I also wasn't eating barbecued meats. I'm a vegetarian. Yeah. Fuck. Well, I I knew you ate vegetarian and you, uh, you identified as vegetarian. So pardon me. While I burst into flames. <laughs> Boy, I've had enough of this conversation. So, guys, I have a quick question for you. Sure, lay it on me. Tell me about some... Don't you forget about me. Look my way, girl. Something <laughs> breakfast. Movies we've seen. Some movies you've seen. Should that segment, should that clip be shorter? No. What? What You would say that now? <laughs> yeah. No. After it's been running for like 25 episodes. We could do like a crazy remix or something. I don't know. It's, it's just What would make it a crazy remix? Hmm. Like Skrillex or something. <laughs> some in there, some or like something air horns crazy. and yeah. DJ Ben Horak, Horak, Horak. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, movies we've seen. Yeah, what have you what have you seen? You started us uh, off. I saw Life of the Party with the Melissa McCarthy. I love that ring to that is so great. Life of the Party with Melissa McCarthy. And yeah, and how was it? Um, much like a lot of the movies that she co-produces with her husband Ben Ben Falcone. Oh, uh, it's wait Falcone, the bad guy from from Batman. Batman, yeah, oh the Batman God. bad guy. Um, it's okay. It's like, it's, it's sweet. It's aggressively okay. And I don't know how else, I mean, like there's funny parts to it, but there's also really boring parts to it Mm. and parts where it kind of falls flat and the humor doesn't really hit. But, um, 
I mean, she's, I think she is such a tremendous talent that she sort of rises up a, probably a pretty mediocre About script. Material. Yeah. So you're saying he's the weakest link? Fat goodbye. Pony? Goodbye. <laughs> um, I mean, he, I don't think it's him. I think it might just be just the producing. projects. They're just, they produce together. He's in it very briefly. Of course. Um, as yeah, an Uber driver. Wow. Yeah. He like their scene together is really funny. Um, so she gets dumped by her husband as they're dropping off their daughter at her senior year of college. He decides he wants a divorce. Wow. And so she gets out of the car and then the next scene is she's being dropped off at her parents' house by an Uber driver. And this, I think the, the whole shtick is that she had told him this whole story about their divorce and he drops her off and just says like, okay, have a good day. You deserve better. Bye. And you know, it's like, so it's like a very cute like scene, but, uh, yeah, I mean, overall, I think the movie kind of falls flat a little bit, but in it, there's a very sweet relationship between her and a college-age boy, Ooh. which, yeah. <laughs> Can you believe it? But they don't portray the relationship as, like, weird in that, you know, like, somebody doesn't come up to him. like, it wouldn't be weird if there was a mom going to your college and... <laughs> but it's, I guess what I mean is, like, he's not doing oh, sorry, not it as like a prank oh okay you know like nobody's like bet him like hey if you go out with her with yeah. uh so-and-so's mom you'll you we'll know make you be king, king of college of, i was just gonna say king of college <laughs> um or like it sounds it's, like a good script it's not like he has like a weird mom fetish or something it's just like he sees her <laughs> and meets her and likes her and so i think like in a in a in a world um you know like usually that sort of relationship would be portrayed as like very weird and like there has to be something off with him for him to like her as hmm. an attractive younger man sort of Does lusting not, after. Like, so in the movie, he doesn't like the, his call co- the college g- girls or guys his age or I, I mean like he's, he's a good attractive man, you know, uh-huh. in college, you know what I'm talking about college guys, <laughs> <In> um, college? <laughs> but like he's a, he's of that age and he's an attractive college guy. <laughs> All right. We get okay, it. Jeez. <laughs> I, I, I buy you, a room you for this see him with his shirt off. <laughs> guys um but he is i mean he's not portrayed as like a weird you know like there's there might be other characters in in this kind of script where like he's sort of the weird guy on campus i didn't mean like that but like (laughs) i mean like sort of like an eccentric weird character maybe he likes you know whatever um but he's like he would be the normal male romantic lead to like a younger actress is what i mean like he's a so that's portrayed that way with with Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy, right. but it's also not it's not shown as like a weird relationship. Do it's they, just he just has a crush on her. I I kind of gotta. I want to almost be spoiled. Do they yeah. do they get married? Hey, I hate <laughs> to kiss and tell. Wait, and what? You you kissed the movie? I kissed the movie. <laughs> Once they got married, I I blessed the movie with my kiss. I blessed the marriage. Um, oh wow! Yeah, this sounds great. I mean, like that's that. I think that's probably the high point of the movie for me is that oh, it, no. it portrays like a, you know, a, a, a not normal. That wasn't a joke. Couple. In the movie. It was not a joke in the movie, okay. and there are funny jokes in the movie. But overall, I'd say it's just okay. Just around a, a plain rapper. Yeah. Shucks. Is Falcone involved in the new puppet movie? I her? don't know. Which just got sued by uh, uh, Sesame, Sesame Street. Street. Did it yeah. before the specifically for the line in the trailer like all no Sesame all Street. And they were like, "Can we? You can do your puppet can you leave thing, us but out can of you this? leave us out of it, yeah. please?" I guess that's reasonable. It's fine. It gets press for both. So yeah, and they're like, "We're just talking about seeds." Oh, boy. Seeds. Okay. Oh, Come boy. on. 
come on. So then did, all the I, I fast food think... places started approaching them. Well, actually, yeah. we would love to uh, associate. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. we're gonna get a. Um, what have you? Or was that everything you'd seen? Uh, what? Oh, I saw what, when we first met. I think is the name of it with uh, Adam Divine and Divine. that Divine. The Divine actor. Adam Divine. Yeah. How? What, there's a time travel or what's the basic yeah, plot? Yeah, he meets this girl at a party, and they hit it off, and they he goes back to her place with with her and she cool. she she at the end of the night hugs him and says it's so nice to have a male friend and of course that's not enough for him oh dude he's been friend zoned the worst thing that can happen to a guy so he goes back to this jazz bar that he works at and figures out that the photo booth can make him travel through time so huh. um it's pretty corny i the premise is bad i am sick to death of the friend zone <laughs> like you know, like there's nothing worse that can happen to a guy than a girl wanting to be friends Have with him. A platonic relationship, sort of thing. And it just it it is, yeah. It's a very trite movie where like every plot point you can see coming about a mile away. Right on. Um, Adam Devine is funny. You know, like I he he very much reminds me of a young Jack Black in about every way. I, I'd say like hmm. if he can shred a mean guitar too, and he yeah, and he has a bald guy he has a bandwidth in this movie um no it's just i mean like he he himself channels i think jack black and it sounds like a similar thing with like when Melissa mccarthy where it's like he he can tend to be the best thing in the material but like yes. it doesn't does not make doesn't make the material good, good movie make yes shoot yeah shoot a couple of couple of clunkers there and then i, I saw something else for my other podcast that uh won't be up for three weeks so you can't spoil it can't spoil it Ooh, hmm. i would love to Love to hear about that. I loved your music episode, by the way. Thank you. I can shout out your podcast on this podcast. Uh, and you guys, check out Andrew's podcast. There's some great musical uh, selections on there. <laughs> Did you hear? Throwback to school. Uh, I don't think I watched that episode. You didn't? I we all oh, 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 cut, cut him out. Cut his mic. Fan. He, cut thinks his, a, he thinks it's a vlog. Cut his hey, Max, mic. You what? are so foolish. Wow, we got you. We <laughs> got you. God. No, they called me uh, foolish. Yeah. <laughs> what have you seen? Besides well, episodes yeah, I of my podcast. I, I saw one and two, by the way, and not saw, I listened to. <laughs> Maybe I just uh, hear things at a better level than you guys, <laughs> like Daredevil. I just stare at the picture and I'm like, I swear it's moving. <laughs> but uh, I saw Atomic Blonde. Mm-hmm. What Maybe, do you think of that? Um, I thought it was okay. Yeah. I thought, uh, I thought it... You haven't seen it, Andrew. I have not. Okay, That's the so consensus I, I've heard is that it's okay. I won't spoil it too much. I think they went with some weird stylistic choices just in t- terms of like when they put names up on the screen or like uh, city locations, they'll do it in spray paint and they have all this neon stuff going on. It wasn't aesthetic because it was like it, right after or right before the Berlin Wall fell. So there was like yeah. that. Yeah, the wall. That was the vibe of it. Plus the, the soundtrack was very like that of the time and, and boisterous. It takes place in like, what is it? What would that be? The mid the to late 80s, 80s or something? Yeah. But yeah. I, don't, I don't think it necessarily worked. Like, it didn't really mm. match the tone, even though it matched the location. And the location sure. didn't seem, like, That's fine. too important to the thing. And so it was like, if you're watching James Bond, all of a sudden they do, like, Suicide Squad intros or something. It just didn't really seem to mesh together very well yeah, it didn't, for me. It didn't jump out for me. Ever. Yeah, there were some good action scenes and stuff, but it was a little... I'm struggling to think of some of, like, the... the finer points of it there yeah there's some good action set pieces but it's sort of it's left my brain a little bit so yeah, yeah. me too and I, I watched it pretty recently so uh and did you see anything else uh i rewatched black panther again and um yeah it's it's good 
It's a good movie. I wish they hadn't gone so CG with it though. It bothered me again the second time. Hey, but I, man, the, it bothered me a little less. It's like I there's not a good excuse to not have like the best CG, and especially if it varies from movie to movie. But I, uh, it, it didn't bug me too much. But I, I agree that it's not it's not a shining star in like the Marvel films for effects. To me, like, I mean, even if it was done well, some of the the uh, last like when they're fighting in the the chat when they fall the down tunnel, into the yeah. tunnel it's just not very compelling and their like hmm. suit is halfway on halfway off like i don't know it just doesn't make sense to part. me yeah, more, more killmonger <laughs> what i'm saying is take it all off why do you why go halfway yeah including you, the, you including did you've deactivated the, the suit and they will never come back <laughs> i just um, feel like they relied too much on cg that wasn't up to par and i th- yeah, and part of the charm, I love any scene that they can get someone in the in a suit practically. Like I wondered mm-hmm. in the New Avengers, like how often was uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. in a suit at all, oh. and how often was it just? Yeah. How much was he, of that was a real extremis suit? Yeah, yeah. exactly. He they injected just, it. Into they his made body. nanotechnology for this. He insisted. Yeah, uh, no, but I you think, know, you do. I think they, since early early movies, he has not like being in suits. So for most of this stuff, uh, which he's makes not. sense. But I think there's a lot of like, if you literally had to stand there and, and do some close up lines and everything else you could project into the background, it would be nice if that kind of thing happened. But I because I think it shows sometimes like unless it's impeccable, it would be a shame not to have like. And that was something that he complained about uh, Chadwick Boseman, I think, in Civil War, right? That the suit was so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So I think whatever they did in Black Panther, they tried to be like, oh, you're going to be in this a lot more. Let's make it more manageable. I would just hope at any opportunity, it always looks better when someone's actually wearing something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that would be... There's parts during the fight that the physicality just wouldn't probably allow or it would look kind of like a wire work kind of effect. And then there's the... Yeah, then there's a the thing where he goes around one of the pylons and you're kind of like, eh... This looks a little like Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire. Looks almost like X-Men 1. Uh, a little bit. Max's it was, favorite scene. It just oh, was that one. scene. Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah, they just green curtain yeah. around. Um, well, or, and, sorry, did you say, you saw other than Black Panther, you saw anything else? or? Uh, not that I can think of. What did you watch, Rob? I watched, I watched both Paddington movies, which I whoop, whoop. cannot recommend enough. They are the sweetest. I think the first Paddington's on Netflix right now. Uh-huh. Second one you got to rent. They are just the sweetest, most charming movies I've seen in a long time. I there is like a, a groundswell of like padding. Do you not have you seen them? No. Either? Oh, Andrew, I think you're gonna fall in love with these movies. Like they are so great. <laughs> they are. They truly are. It feels like there's being money passed, like like behind the there door. There may be yeah. a little peacoat bear underneath <laughs> the table <laughs> yeah. having me a bag of uh, what do they got over there? Uh, loonies or I'm sorry, uh, duh. that's a uh, candidate, I think. <laughs> loonies and Well, the queen uh, owns it. So uh-huh. uh, anyway, uh, no, they're just so great, and the uh, my wife had seen the first one. I think I was I was kind of like wa- trying to watch it over her shoulder a little bit on like a flight. I think. Are you okay? <laughs> He's getting all choked up about it. I think. You know, just talking about Paddington is. Um, it really takes his no, breath I, away. I saw the first one. Uh, catch your breath. It's okay. Um, and sort of was watching it over her shoulder. So I wanted to like commit and watch both, especially now that the second one's out. And um, yeah, the cast is especially great too. Like. The bad guy in the first one is, um, oh my God, Nicole Kidman. And mm. she creepily wants to like capture Paddington and stuff him because she works for the British Museum. Is he and not already stuffed? He's not a toy bear. He is like a, supposed to be a real bear from South America that like happens to be able to talk. That's Weird. the plot of the movie. And and basically, even though he's still a bear in London, the response to people is kind of like Marcel in uh, Friends, where it's kind of like, 
oh, a monkey, but it's not like, oh my God, why does a monkey here? It's like, oh yeah, there's that monkey, I guess. We're in New York. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Paddington. Oh, wasn't that odd? You're a bear. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, just like that. And um, so the bad guy first one, she's great in that. But in the second one, well, I don't, I, maybe I shouldn't give it away, but there are other characters in the second one, including uh, Brian Gleason. Or is it Brendan? Who's the father? Brendan Gleason is General Hux's dad from Star Wars. Oh. Dom Hall uh, Gleason's the son Gleason's and Brendan, yeah. Brendan Gleason's the father. I think so. Or I know that Dom Hall's the son. I just, Brian Brendan. Um, he is, he is a character in it. He's amazing. And Hugh Grant is in the second one. Uh-huh. Also amazing. They are both so good. The second, good cry at the end of both of them. And the second one had like some heavy, like a weird heavy part at the end where I was like, are you going there movie? Like uh-huh. Toy, Toy Story 3 levels. Um, you got to watch them. I think they're really good. Okay. Um, and then on the total opposite side of the spectrum is the the ritual which is on netflix and it's four guys who their friend gets killed in this like botched liquor store robbery and one of the friends is inside when it happens but like hiding and nearby enough to do something but doesn't like has a bottle in his hand and maybe could have rushed the guy but he had like a machete and just didn't six months later they're out in the middle of the wilderness in sweden they were gonna go on this hike with him when he was alive they couldn't so they go out to memorialize him and then on the way back one of the guys stubs his ankle or, or twists his ankle. They're like, hey, can we just, why don't we just cut half the trip off and cut through these woods? And you're immediately like, mm. nope, nope, this uh-huh. is a bad idea. That everything that, it's a cascading effect of like, you see a this carcass in a tree that's all in, and you're like, of a deer, and you're like, oh, that's not normal. Someone did that. You, sh- I would be noping out of there right away. And they keep going, and eventually they reach a house at one point, and it's kind of raining. They're like, let's just take up inside and there's like a mannequin of like a torso with like antlers for hands and like made of mud and sticks and it's in the attic and they're all like, well, this is really creepy. Just everything where you're just like, stop, stop, go, turn around, go, like sleep outside. It would be better. <laughs> I don't want to like spoil the rest of it. It was very creepy atmosphere. It was actually filmed in Romania, not uh, Sweden, which is good because I'll never go to Romania now because those woods look horrifying. <laughs> um not obviously not your cup of tea, Andrew, or possibly yours, Max, but it was very mm-hmm. creepy. And uh, there was some really cool effects. Like there's some flashbacks at some points where the the character who was hiding for, uh, during the, the robbery, it'll he'll look into the woods and halogen lights will turn on and be in the woods and moss will be growing on the shelves. And it's almost like they built a part of the set in there for his flashbacks. And they do it a few times to uh-huh. great effect where it looks like he's supposed to be running from something, but he's standing in the past again for a second. It was really cool. And, and, uh, yeah, re- I really liked it. Really creepy. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Crazy. Did you guys watch any TV or should we just move on to the, we want, I, I will hold just... on. Did you, did you watch any TV? You know what? I watched, I watched a little TV. Okay. Well, that's great because just a little I bit, just a little bit of TV uh, is something I want to <laughs> say to that. And that's a uh, possibly what I TV shows we've seen. Have you seen? Whoa! Okay. Whoa! Right, we bro. got a double helping. Of- yeah. Should we shorten that one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For some reason, I I don't like the idea that it plays twice. It's yeah. like the trailer for the trailer of the, that clip. Uh, did you have something in between? What did you, or do you want me to continue on? Uh, I, I'm watching The Office. That's the, I've never watched The Office before. The and British I've, Office or the American, an American work, Office? An American workplace. Got it. You uh, never watched it before? No, I'd never seen it before. How far in are you? Season five. Wow. Damn, yeah. Son. Yeah, there's some... Um, there season a, one is like six episodes, yeah. and then season three, I think, or four, one of them is like... Is, yeah, they cut it short. 
there's man there are some maybe it's not anything by today's standards but there are some like crawl out of your skin cringy like awkward episodes you know that's like i was talking to somebody about it the other night and it is like yeah it's a it's a pretty there's some pretty cringy Mm -hmm. stuff in it but it's always portrayed as like michael uh steve carell's character like he's wrong in doing it and this is a show that's you know roughly like 15 years old at this point maybe a little less um or at least when it started but i don't know like it's around the same time that like gilmore girls was out and like lorelei very flagrantly makes fun of luke for like you know like sort of like mocks him as like as if like being gay would be like the worst thing possible and so like some of the oh yeah like not and like luke's not gay but she's sort of like oh that's a gay thing to do and it's always like Lorelai, what are you doing? And so, like, oh, weird. to have a show that kind of existed at the same time with Michael being an inappropriate character, where everybody is like around him, just like he's being very inappropriate, uh-huh. is kind of refreshing to see something from that time period where people are like are calling that out, yeah, and are calling that out, or at least like acting like this is not a normal thing for sure. someone to do. Versus like Gilmore Girls, where you're just like, I don't remember, Gil- <laughs> I don't remember Lorelai being so homophobic and nobody being like hey was that just the plot of an episode or is that just like her character just like it's just like things that come up every once in a while where it's like she makes like some snide remark about like you Uh, know like oh that's a you know not like actively saying like oh gay people are bad or you know like she didn't uh, join westboro church or anything but but. it's just like sort of like the worst thing i could say about you is that you're acting like a gay person right now or something like that where it's like that uh i yeah i think i want to say i saw all of it Maybe okay, uh, but I does I do think it ramps up, and some of the characters get some really funny. Like I like that Dwight becomes you see you meet his family. I think eventually, it's, yeah. I won't spoil anything, mm-hmm. but uh, but uh, I think there's some fun stuff with uh, with all that. Yeah, and uh, although I do seem to remember losing a little interest once. I what see what you know you must know in the zeitgeist like what how things pan out a little bit. But I maybe I shouldn't say anything. I don't know. I'm kind of interested in how things pan out with uh, Jim and Pam. I think that's what I'm getting at is like they, they do they do pursue one another to the point where I feel like that's sort of like a fun part of the initial yeah, 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 show yeah. and then it becomes a little maybe a little less interesting or a little bit more like it's this person's episode it's just some wacky yeah. adventure this week. I, I this is also this is me looking back at like I haven't watched the show since it aired probably sure. so. Oh, that's cool though. Yeah. Um you watch anything? Yeah, I've been watching a lot of the Birthday Boys. Um great the IFC Short-lived show? IFC show, two seasons, 10 episodes each, 22 minutes a piece. Yeah. You could watch it in under eight hours, binge it all, <laughs> and it's leaving Netflix June 19th, I believe. Oh. To parts unknown. I have no, I don't think IFC has a streaming, I don't know where it's going to land. Hmm. So for safety's sake, if you, if you have Netflix and you haven't watched it, I would watch Birthday Boys. It's very, very funny. Yeah. Very good sketch show. Uh, I, I would say their weakest sketches are still still pretty funny. A chuckle out of me, and their best sketches are in bounce around in my brain all the time. They're very quotable. It's very silly humor. I would uh, I would compare it to. I mean, uh, Bob Odenkirk uh, produces it, so I would compare it to Mr. Show, which is uh, great. Obviously, I would compare it to Stella, um, uh, and and in and in general, like I would say, David Wayne's works a little bit. It's very it's yeah. very goofy. It's very. Uh, uh, ridiculous i love it not done in front of a live audience like mr show was uh oh no although are were all the sketches done that or were there any pre-recorded ones in mr show yeah i think maybe they were also played during and they had live live uh, i feel like most were okay yeah 
I know you're right. Yeah, I just remember there being, you know, camera angles and produced segments that maybe sure. they, they added in. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to fight you on this one. <laughs> uh, did you watch anything or TV show, Max? Um, I watched some... Did you oh. watch Start Veronica Mars yet? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm done yet. <laughs> watched a little bit more. Of, uh, they just uh, released season one. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, I did watch some Aparna Nanchurla uh, stand-up. Uh-huh. Oh, cool. And she's hilarious. I've, yeah. I've, yeah, on a couple podcasts I've, I've listened to her on, and she's really, really funny. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. Check it out. Cool. Will do. Anything else? No. Okay, great. Yes, we saw and ordered. Yeah, we saw we ordered a Domino's pizza. Uh, We watched Deadpool 2 with Domino in it. (laughs) I'm glad you had to sneak in the reference to the song. Um, which I mean, maybe we'll talk about, but I, I, I enjoyed her in the movie. I enjoyed her quite a bit. Do you want me to play the new segment theme, the X-Men? <laughs> sure. Why not? We got ourselves an X-Men fan. You know what happens to a toad when it's struck by lightning? <laughs> you must know who they are and above all, what they can do. I'm Professor Charles Xavier. <laughs> I'm the juggernaut! Hey, that ties in. Uh, well, well, okay. Well, maybe we'll say spoilers. Spoiler, that might that might tie in with the movie. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's great. I always always love hearing that segment. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Um, so Deadpool two guys with Deadpool Ryan two. Reynolds and the rest. Uh, first thing I got to say is that glad I saw Logan before I saw this movie. Hey, spoilers for Logan uh, right, right away. Yeah. Um, what did you guys? I, we always kind of say in general. What did you guys think of the movie? I thought it was good. Uh, yeah, I think I, it. I came out. I, I got pretty much exactly what I was expecting. So okay. Oh uh, yeah. I don't. I'm kind of think of it. The, the the what I'm putting it up against is the previous, uh, the previous film, which I think I only seen the, the previous, I, pre, the most previous <laughs> of the of the film, the Deadpool films. Um, and I enjoyed that one, but I I feel like I've only seen it once or maybe twice, and I can't decide if I like this one more or less. My wife thinks. This one's better. I think the first one for me might be a little bit better. No, I can definitively say I think this one is worse. Okay. Worse. I do. I, I There's like something behind it. That. Okay. I like it. Okay. I was disappointed with this movie. Okay. All right. I will say. <laughs> and i'm done goodbye uh no that's good i think it's always it's always good to have a little uh derision derision on this podcast hey, hey, yeah. <laughs> um okay, well, what should we talk about in this movie <laughs> i'm gonna say the first thing is i based on everything that's happened i was not super thrilled seeing tj miller so much in a movie Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And they have confirmed that should there be a third, the third, which may be an X-Force movie. Uh, we'll talk more about that later. Uh-huh. Uh, that he I, even I believe even Ryan Reynolds said TJ Miller's not not involved. Yeah. I just like which was I, he was pointless. Like, I don't I really honestly feel like even there's scenes where he was at a table with some with Ryan Reynolds in a suit. They took they could have refilmed it. They could have had to be anyone or be no one. It could have it could have been a. Uh, Dopinder, you know, for like most of the scenes that, that would have been great. Like, are sort of like he's around the clubhouse anyway. He yeah. wants to be a part of the. They, that's I a feel great, like, a great punch up. Yeah, I, I, you know, this movie was sort of wrought with director issues. Like, I think 
uh, was it Tim Miller is the name of the the director of the first movie? Yes. Um, he I think left this project probably midway through something I think, like that. And Ryan Reynolds being not only a huge social media and personal like uh, champion of these films when yeah. they come out, and and I think he tries to finance them. He tries to he's got his hands in all these things, but that's not always he, a good thing. He co-wrote this movie, too. and it sounds like there was maybe some stuff behind the scenes where just him and the director he was kind of like, okay, what are you, the star and the editor and the book, and like it felt like maybe not necessarily in a bad way yeah. but it's also we'll never know that's just something that will we'll always get lost in the in the backstory but who knows i wonder if it's for better or worse because there was also some i i heard that there was initially people were kind of warm on it and that then test audiences right before it was released loved all the changes uh-huh. made, so who knows what all that is yeah it to me it, um, i think it felt too much like a director dropped out in the middle of the movie and mm. it kind of feels like two different movies at certain points oh interesting not in terms of story but in terms of tone okay which i think i am maybe too critical of in some movies that like i think like it it doesn't do as good of a job at balancing the serious and the silly in certain points i agree that's a good point yeah it's yeah because as soon as his uh girlfriend dies yeah well, that's in the very starting, too. And we're yeah, doing yeah. just spoilers, right? Sure, yeah. Okay. I think we should always just jump right in. Like, if you're yeah. going to watch the episode, you sure. know what it's about. I, I know. I just, you know. Listen to the episode and watch the movie, you... Uh, Bastards. Bastards. Yeah. <laughs> just covering our bases. Yeah, go for it. Uh, yeah. So, like, right after she dies, they start throwing jokes in, like... They have, it, like, a it's a James in. Bond-esque which opening, like, which was funny, but also, like... At the wrong time. At the wrong time. It just, it feels like there's a lot of that where... But uh, are we not the Deadpool dudes that are like, ha he would be. Is that the news? Are we rebranding the podcast to the Deadpool dudes? <laughs> but like, am I wrong? Like, am I just not the, the guy I was a couple years ago when this came out? And like, that would have been like, that's totally Deadpool to me. Like doing the, the funny intro to this thing. I guess I don't, I didn't particularly, I liked the style of the intro. I didn't like that. It was, huh? What the fuck? Yeah. Did he just kill her? Yeah. Whoa. Like, I didn't like that part of it. Um, I, I'm not, that is from the first movie too, where they do like where a very silly. Saying, yeah. Opening credits. Yeah. I think more what I'm talking about, and I'm going to jump right into sure. the main plot of the movie, is that there's a sub, there's a main plot, it's not a subplot, a main plot of the movie where kids are being abused by people in the Essex Corp. Like, uh, it's like the non like it's like the weird like orphanage sanatorium orphanage yeah, yeah. and like it's it the st- the main story is that kids are being abused in this orphanage by this guy and one of the kids gets sent to a like a mutant prison with deadpool mm-hmm. and it's it comes out that he's being abused by this guy and it's it's so like it's a story about children being abused by an adult also strung in with like dick jokes and Deadpool kind of humor that I don't think it's striking the right balance of like, this is like a a story about these kids that are being abused, but also like a Deadpool story. And to be clear, like it's not, he might not be the right hero for this kind of material material. Not to be, or because I don't think the implication was like they weren't being sexually abused. It was just that they were being abused no, they because were being, they were mutants. They were being experimented upon, yes. which is no, which is still horrible. Yeah, but it's specific to this is something that happens to X Men across every iteration of X Men. Like some government agency always wants to capture them, be they children or not, and test them. Like that's all the kids who escaped in Logan. Right. Same. Maybe not on camera as sinister, but they were all being uh, picked apart for their. Yeah, they were being killed. They were being hunted down. Um. But you're not wrong that, like, Logan is also, like, 
pretty damn serious, mm-hmm. deadly serious. And this is like, yeah, like self-referential and fourth wall breaking and, and, and then all that with that plot. Did it have more, especially like the, the weird like flashes to his girlfriend being in like a dream sequence and stuff? Did it have more of like just everything dropped off all the artifice and it was like no funny right now just heartfelt and i was like oh this is weird like i'm almost it's weird that he's not turning and looking at us or weird am i just wrong or is that was there more of that i I don't know i think it happened in the first one and i really enjoyed it when it happened in the first one i don't think they juggled it as well here so Mm. like maybe it was that just seemed more jarring to me yeah yeah there were Um, definitely points where i was where it was completely jarring to me too mm -hmm. Uh, I like the the I forget the his name I don't know if you or if he's if you have him up or not but um the the kid who played Fire Fist uh kind of the someone who uh, a la his name is Toby McGuire Toby McGuire <laughs> um he is the reason that the character Cable played by Josh Brolin having a great superhero summer um <laughs> having quite a month yeah do but I Thanos he's uh. Cable he's remember Jonah Hex Jonah Hex and the animated series <laughs> is coming out in a couple months uh the, the that movie is doing great yeah. on Blu-ray now um little known fact he's also uh slated to play Robin in the next Batman movie <laughs> wow i had to genuinely process every second i was like you is there a different robin I'm you should have seen rob's face um although there is some spider-man news we, sh- we should mention at some point too or did we already mention that in the last episode what that jake gyllenhaal is going to be mysterio in the next spider-man movie i don't know if we talked about that finally mysterio finally you, can, you know what, next episode we're gonna me. find that clip there's a clip of me somewhere saying that you know what i'll leave that up to you of oh, me wanting a mysterio in the movie um, anyway, let's get back to it. But Josh Brolin come, shows up in Cable. He is trying to get this kid the whole movie. That's kind of the big thrust of it because this kid um, g- grows up because of the abuse at the hands of these people, especially. He go- he finally takes a life and decides he can continue to do so. And it makes the world all the more dystopian. It's sort of the world we've seen in a couple of the last X-Men movies, like uh, was it Days of Future Past, where like purple lights coming off of helicopters i don't know why it's such a purple such a theme but uh and yeah mutants are into slave camps and the world's kind of rubble and fire fist would be a uh a a polarizing event that would that would kind of uh, julian dennison is his name he's so great and he's only he's only 15 so he is not allowed to see this movie his mom said (laughs) and he, he was he was allowed to see deadpool but only right before this film and they cut pieces out of it Oh really? Yeah, they cut this. I was watching like. Uh, um, he said there was a couple things they told him to say where he was like, "Oh, like couldn't believe it," uh, and they mm-hmm. fucked this kid up. Uh, they, this kid's Dunzo. Um, <laughs> no, I was just he's just very charming, and I've said it before. Hunt for the Wilder people. He's really excellent. Mm-hmm. You guys should definitely check it out. Um, Fire out of your hands is mm-hmm. such a stupid fucking power. They make fun of it. I mean, it is. Uh, yeah, it is they a stupid do, power. but they also like. Ma- they also have it be like, okay, Cable's so scared of this guy. I thought like, he he's was so a, powerful. I think he, he was a cooler fire out of fire. your hands character than El Diablo in Suicide Squad. I don't think so. Oh, okay. I think he had, I mean, I I think he had a better uh, person playing him or whatever. I think he had more personality uh, as a this kid. This kid never turned, but, turned into like a giant Amazonian uh, fire god, though. That was the only part of the movie I liked. Oh, God. Um <laughs> Well, we're getting off course. So we, I, I, I liked the performances for the most part. I liked, um, well, maybe we should talk like they, they need to rescue this kid because Deadpool, after losing his girlfriend, kind of, this is his purpose almost. Like he feels like he can't do anything to 
affect what has happened and he's keep he's constantly trying to kill himself and just get and the revenge isn't helping anymore and this is sort of what he's going towards like uh colossus wants him to join the x-men and says like maybe there's a better way maybe you can use your powers for good and now that he knows cable's on the trail this kid he wants to go catch up to him uh did you guys buy or by the way like josh brolin as cable yeah, yeah i thought yeah, he did a good job did. he was pretty and they definitely call up the rob lifefield kind of like yeah. incredibly muscly with multiple packs on him and little pockets of things and yeah, yeah. i liked all that um and i was very curious max to hear your opinion on uh his team the x-force the Shatterstar and uh oh yeah did you guys notice pennywise the clown was uh the barfing the acid yeah. spit guy oh Zeitgeist. i didn't know that, that was uh what's one of the one of the scars guards but that's uh pennywise bill yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh what about him? I, just, I don't know. I just, for some reason, I felt like you'd have an, an opinion. I don't know. I, I don't know. I think they put together a good team. And of course, they like got rid of all of them immediately. Uh, I thought it was pretty funny that they did that. I'm glad they kept Domino around. I think did you like that they introduced job. the Mojoverse into the Marvel Universe? That was, that yeah. was yeah. That was funny. awesome. Um, I, yeah, I, I loved the, the elaborate, like, Terry Crews. Even you have Terry Crews on screen as, like, this guy who can change the electrical fields to like, you know, hurt his opponents. And also there's like this strong guy. And then like, yeah, every single one of these corny, but interesting characters is killed off at immediately. The start of their if, mission. You know what? I, I will say it felt a little like, uh, the scene in MacGruber where he's yes. putting his team together and then they just all like, other die. than the fact that they all die spectacularly in one explosion. Whereas this one, they all have like different unique. Yeah. Deaths. Yeah. Um, an interesting thing about zeitgeist though, is that his role in the comics is essentially that, is that he was introduced in an X-Force comic uh, and is in it for one issue before the entire team gets slaughtered and then they replace him with a new X-Force team and <laughs> it eventually becomes X-Statics and it's, oh, okay. a, it's a great yeah, yeah, line yeah. of comics and, where they all are basically Wait, celebrities he was, So he joined as, as him and the rest of the team were killed? He, he, was, he was around for one episode to die? Or? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Essentially. So he was the leader of this team and they go in and, and it becomes a suicide mission or they Got don't it. know and they, they just uh, get wiped out and they have to replace <laughs> all of them with newcomers. That's basically. really funny. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I liked a lot of the nods that they did. The X Force costume that he had at the end, just because he got burned and oh, like, the, he like, turned the, gray. the gray. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of fun. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. I did. I didn't even catch that the first time around. That's really funny. Um, yeah, I, I, I like. There was a lot of good stuff like that, and maybe some deeper cuts that I just wasn't grabbing sure. from from some of the. I loved stuff. Domino. Yeah, yeah. I thought she's like who I forget her name. Sazzy no. Beats. I think okay. it's Sazzy Beats. Yeah, Sazzy Beats. She was great. And I thought she was like a standout in the movie for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She was in Geostorm. I liked her in that too. Oh, great. <laughs> Fucking great. You had to talk about <laughs> no, it she again. Was in that, she was in that scene. I talked about the hacking scene. It was very funny. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. No, she really. And like they even say like, well, luck doesn't really sound like a superpower. It doesn't really, it doesn't really work cinematically. Mm -hmm. But all that stuff was great. Like, the yeah, kind of. It was all very Rube Goldberg machine, the way her luck worked and mm -hmm. stuff would pop off or spin or there's a point where she's racing down the street in this truck and cables running at her with like a grenade launcher. And as the luck makes it, so the mirror shines and blinds him and then his shot misses. Yeah. That was, that was all so cool. I liked that. Although I heard in the comics that she has to be looking at something to affect the luck, uh -huh. which seems like it would be very inconvenient if anything was going to hit you in the back or something. Sure. But I think they've kind of, they've changed it a little bit in this. It's, it's more fun that way. Yeah. But then how do you, how do you uh, make it, feel like there is any type of consequence for her ever because 
they do. Won't you just always be lucky? True, but like lucky could mean like the bullet misses you and hits someone you care about next. Uh huh. So I could see there being con- there has to be some sort of conflict with their character. Like your luck is better doesn't mean you're invincible. Mm-hmm. Like if you were gonna get hit by a boulder and you were near the edge, you could jump out of the way. But if you were like smack dab in the middle, maybe you couldn't do anything about it. Yeah. Hmm. Who the who the heck knows? who the heck knows? Um, but yeah, I liked I liked her a lot. I liked uh, what was what was the other member of the X Force team? Paul or oh, Peter? 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 Uh, what is it? Rob Delaney? Oh, was that Rob Delaney? Yeah, it was Rob Delaney who just shows up and just yeah just goes on the mission. Yeah. Um, and uh, spoiler for the end of the movie, one of the only surviving members of X Force. He's going <laughs> to continue on in the next film. Yeah, I don't think he's going to continue on. It seems like he went home. <laughs> just, oh, maybe like, he did get yeah. maybe he did go home. But I would love to have him back. Yeah. So since he was when he was saving those people, he didn't go and save all nope. the rest of them. Nope. No? nope. He okay. just he went back to the time where he could tell him to go home. He didn't yeah. go before that. So moment. we should say Cable has a device that allows him to go back in time. That's true. He only has two jumps on it, so he uses one to go back to 2018 to stop russell what was his excuse for not he's like why didn't you just go back and kill him as a baby or something i feel like he was yelling at him about that and then they just moved on i don't think there was a probably true explanation for that um one of the other things i did like in the movie was uh this is the first marvel movie with an openly uh lgbtq couple oh you're right Uh, with a negasonic teenage warhead and and, uh yukio i don't know her her, yeah i don't know what her superhero name was but yeah um that was that and like I I heard that like in the movie, um, the actress who plays uh, Negasonic Teenage Warhead um, is herself uh, LGBTQ member, and she didn't she he Ryan Reynolds approached her about portraying that in the movie, mm-hmm. and she said the only caveat is I don't want it to be made as a big deal that she's a lesbian in a yeah. lesbian relationship in the movie, and I think to. <clears throat> so there's no point where he so, goes so why are you ruining it andrew by making it a big deal i want to stand podcast. on my soapbox uh <laughs> no but like they don't present it as like a oh she's a le- oh yeah uh, 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 uh. it's i mean not not a criticism but in the sense of like that's almost the thing that of course deadpool would say something about but he doesn't say anything about it he's just he's just more like being uh snappy to her because he just yeah. that's the relationship they have but being very nice to yukio who's just like yeah. happy to meet wade for the first time yeah Hi, wade yeah um so yeah that is cool in yeah. in Deadpool too, sure, yeah, <laughs> which is weird, um, but yeah, I do want to get to where th- that was just a, definitely a surprise for the me in the movie, and something that was at least kept under wraps for me. Uh, when they get to the prison, they establish that there is something in the basement that they're keeping, yeah, and they say, "Oh, foreshadowing," and I was like, "Okay, what? Who? What could this be?" And it ends up being Juggernaut. Yeah, I unfortunately had that this a little bit spoiled. Oh, for me. oh. I didn't. Yeah. Which is crazy because like they didn't. It's not like there would have been a guy on set in photographs, right? It's just like a CG thing. So no, this is just like uh, reading some scuttlebutt vid- video game. Uh, reading the Wikipedia sites. page for Deadpool two before exactly, you saw the movie. Yeah. It was just but like hacking the th- director's computer. Come to computer. think of it, I probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> uh, guess it's my but own you fault. You thought that they might be that might be happening. I, yeah, I pretty much knew it was uh, happening, but I don't think it ruined it. It was cool to see him. I kind of. Like I'm, I'm looking for since he survives this one. I'm looking forward to seeing him like fully juggernauted up and not in the yellow jumpsuit. Sure, and uh, it was hard to tell in this one, like if it's supposed to be. I don't think this continuity is supposed to be in the other. Although there is a great scene where he once again makes the joke that no one is el- else is in the X mansion when he goes to see Negasonic and Colossus. <laughs> well, that and was really funny. And then yeah. literally the whole cast of like the previous X-Men films like closes the door quietly. Like, oh, don't let us see him. Yeah, like, so, the, like every time he goes there, they're just like, okay, I, but does I don't want to deal with this guy. Does that mean that 
that juggernaut is going to be uh, oh, Professor X's stepbrother. Vinny Jones. Yeah, Vinny Jones, oh, which right. is... Oy. It's me, Vinny Jones. A much smaller man. the same person? Clive Owen and Vinny Jones? We're no. brothers. Uh, Damn, so dude. yeah, like, does that mean that like this is James McAvoy's Charles Xavier's half brother? Like, this is like the canon half brother, also played by Ryan Reynolds. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Oh my goodness. And Cable's also related somewhere, right? He's a uh, Summers. Oh, okay. He's the son of Gene. Oh wait, no, no, he's a yeah. son, I think it, he's the son of Cyclops a, and and Gene Gray. And a clone, uh, Madeline Pryor, a clone of Gene. And Gray. Madeline Albright. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, they don't get into that, but they do like he uh yeah, that's what they have Juggernaut, and I liked that they get um Firefist basically like befriends him in prison and like he's the one who helps him escape because when he hears Deadpool talking to Cable and point, he's like, I don't give a shit about this kid. Like like I'm just trying to do the right thing and like I lost my girl and I'm just trying to, you know, make ends meet and stuff and uh Yeah, I don't know. That's just like I, I don't know. There's something weird like there was something weird to me like it's fine with them going. Maybe it's like what you said. Just like the tone is weird with the movie. It's kind of in. Yeah. Like they want it both ways, and I just can't. I'm having a hard time. Like, I think not to say. I mean, I I think when you have a, a director drop out partway through the movie, it's just always going to be hard to like have a complete movie. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if there is a more experienced filmmaker out there who could maybe juggle having the two things. Sort and it of, makes you wonder, like, what would they have gone and re- reshot? Like, was the story unchanged, but they they reach Like, you know, because right. it's like Han, with Han Solo, you hear, like, uh, that Ron Howard did, like, 60% of the of movie reshot or something. You're like, oh, my God, that's insane. Right. Mm-hmm. Then you just wonder, like, what was on the cutting room floor of, like, Deadpool? Like, I, how much was the, was mm-hmm. a movie until they brought someone else in? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, I just, it'll, it will, it makes you question it. And like you said, it sometimes you feel it. You feel tonally that it seems different. Yeah. Um, the, the set pieces were pretty great. I, I thought the effects were pretty good and uh-huh. I, I really enjoyed all that, but that's sort of like par for the course with, with these films now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I liked, uh, Deadpool doing all his Katana stuff and, and flipping around guns and all that. I think they, they handle it pretty well. Mm-hmm. I think Cable's arm looked cool. The action set pieces are really fun in the movie. There's a, like you were saying, there's a fun scene where, uh, cable sort of chasing Domino through like a prison truck mm-hmm. and Deadpool is also involved in that scene. I think there's a really, it's in the trailer. There's a funny scene where Cable's just kind of shooting at him and he's trying to use his swords to deflect and missing most the bullets of and misses. Yeah. Pretty like 80% of the bullets. So it's, and I guess that's uh shot for shot from like the horrible movie that he was in the X-Men origins Wolverine or something like uh-huh. that. Somebody else is shooting him and he's blocking all of them. And so in this one, it shot for shot, but he gets hit Speaking by. Speaking of which, I mean, maybe we can. I don't know if you guys want to just jump to that, but like, oh yeah, the after credit scene, which I think is maybe one of the highlights of the movie, is he has Negasonic Teenage Warhead and Yukio uh, tinker around with uh, Cable's uh, device and find out a way that he can go back in time and and change things. So, correct me if I he goes back. He does save his girlfriend. He saves Vanessa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he saves Peter. He saves Peter, but not the other members of the X Force. Yeah. And then he also goes back and he kills Deadpool. The, the X-Men Origins Wolverine, Wolverine, Wolverine version. Deadpool, mm-hmm. which my wife, my wife was like, who is that? And I'm like, that's Deadpool from another movie. Like, yeah. He was terrible. <laughs> and then I think he, at the end of everything, he goes back and Ryan Reynolds is, gets the script to Green Lantern and says, I'm going to make it big. And then he shoots Ryan Reynolds in the back <laughs> of the head and kills him, which, so, so that would exist. erase the, uh, the existence of a Deadpool movie. 
But maybe it's worth it. To and not also have a... the proposal with Sandy Bullock. There you go. Yeah, that's true. That would be a race too. Um, I, that was I, very funny. And then I, li- I was a little odd that um, I, I guess I just assume nowadays like something at the very end of the credits, but there was nothing. There was nothing. So waited for nothing. You gave a, me a good heads up to like not stay through well, the end. Only so because was, like yeah, it was a long wait, and then I was like, oh, I was expecting a little something. He the last movie he was in the bathrobe. He teased Cable as a joke, and yeah. then they had him in this movie. So I just wanted to, to make sure there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, although, hey, wouldn't that be the biggest Deadpool prank of them all? If there really was, like, you have to wait like five more minutes yeah. after the credits. They they instruct the people to come and start sweeping. And you're yeah, like, this is weird. They're like, and like, they're like, then they the, the lights dim again. Yeah. The, the employees sit down with you. <laughs> they have popcorn. They're eating the popcorn they've swept up. Yeah. <laughs> wow, this is a very elaborate. A lot, yeah, prank. this is like the game or something. Um. Uh. But yeah, I, I overall liked it. I think I want to rewatch the first one, but I. Maybe it was just like so novel when that, when that first came out. Yeah. And he mm-hmm. even mentions that like we've had a couple of our superhero movies. We've he's been Wolverine. He calls out Wolverine in the starting like he kills himself in his own movie. Well, two can play at that game. Yeah. It's like except you can't like the threat of you dying is very minimal in these films because half the time you want to die and half the time you can't die. So it was it was interesting. I, I, I feel like I want to go back and revisit the first one and kind of see how it how it stacks up. Yeah, I think part of the reason I liked the first one was the uh outside of it like not even i think the movie was great but i also think the way that it was made that like the execs didn't want it to happen for 11 years and they like pushed through it ryan reynolds loved it so much and then made it that like just that story made me like the movie even more Mm. and the fact that the whole studio was 100 percent behind this one and was like advertising like crazy i was like okay you know i lost it lost a little bit of its charm it's like when a parent starts using like the slang Mm -hmm. it's like oh Mm -hmm. they they think it's cool now now it's maybe not now it's like the new deadpool movie which is a shame it's like it can't not be but it's he's established now it's sort of now that random kind of humor is that's that's the the movie you expect so i the other bummer and maybe you guys didn't see this before your movie and this is not a complaint for the movie this is not the fault of deadpool the movie in any way no one told you to go to the lobby no one told me to go to the lobby and get myself a snack which was (laughs) fucking bullshit i was hungry the whole movie um did you did the trailer for teen titans go play before your movie yeah not mine there's a deadpool joke in the trailer for teen titans go where like robin where, takes uh, his dick out no, or something deathstroke <laughs> shows up and they're like hey aren't you deadpool he's oh. no i'm i'm deathstroke they're like no i think you're deadpool and it's like so did like dc like was their idea to like scoop deadpool by being you know like self-referential to another franchise also like is deathstroke is deathstroke a ripoff of deadpool like no deathstroke was around before deadpool for, oh, okay. but it is like it, i i don't know like it, it kind of felt like it took a little bit of the wind out of the sails of like a movie that itself is referencing uh-huh. there's a joke in deadpool where he references the dc universe he calls cable thanos yeah and then he also references oh he says like, you're so dark, dark yeah. shouldn't you be yeah but I, having a trailer play beforehand that does that joke before the mm-hmm. movie you're seeing mm-hmm. I, I like again that's not a fault of the movie i just thought that was kind of a bummer to like have a trailer that basically scoops the movie you're it's about also to like see just vastly different like i mean i'm gonna guess the new teen titans movie is pg it's r it's hard r <laughs> <laughs> this is like uh, yeah um wow, it's called crazy. teen titans go the fuck to hell yeah wow what a great title <laughs> yeah i i mean it's this, fucking, this it. sounds fucking edgy yeah dude, dude. um that did what? not play for me. When I went and saw, I, spoiler for the next episode, when I went and saw Solo, 
Uh, oh. I was at like an AMC theater, and in between each trailer, Benedict Cumberbatch as the new Grinch would show up and like sip a soda and be like, well, here's the next trailer, and then like blow the soda on the screen. Then it would do the and next then, trailer. Like, and then like splash soda in your face. Yeah, there were misters yeah. of soda in front of me. I, I, I paid for those. That's yeah. what I. And then the next trailer would play Mission Impossible. Then Grinch walks out. Huh, wasn't that cool? And then go to the next trailer. I was like, why? Why are there these interstitials huh. with this? That was a trend I did not. I will put that above the trailer before the trailer now. Like if you go on YouTube and you go to watch a trailer and it's like three seconds up, like Mission Impossible. <laughs> now here's the trailer. And it's like, why? Why are you doing this? Especially like, when I you're just the watching name, the trailer for Mission it. Impossible. How many people are being like sat down and like to the blindfold taken off? Huh? What am I looking at? A screen? And yeah. then the trailer, like. You know 99% of the time what you're looking up. It doesn't need to exist. Yeah. Anyway, rant over. <laughs> I feel it's over. I, I feel like hype is not, uh, like, they're going overboard with hype. And hype is actually making things worse for me. Uh, it's like, it, for instance, like the AMC thing where, like, the Grinch is introducing each trailer. This would make you want to see the Grinch less, yeah, than. Abs- yeah, yeah. No, and, like, for, that, for all but, I know, it could be okay but I you're already not, annoyed with the franchise absolutely. for doing that and it makes you want to see the movie less oh. yeah but I mean even even stuff that is effective even stuff that makes you want to see a movie if I want to see a movie and I see it and it's okay then it sucks but if I'm like oh this movie is gonna you know I'm kind of interested in seeing it and sure. then I see it and it's okay I'm like oh that's pretty good <laughs> so like when the hype train works it's actually a detriment to the final product. Do you, huh. I feel do you like guys feel sometimes. like there was too too much advertising with this Deadpool, or did you feel like it was just the right amount? As far as I didn't like, feel like there was too much advertising, but I I do I that might be you brought up a point that I I didn't really think about, and that why this movie kind of feels a little messy might be because too many cooks in the kitchen, too like, many cooks, too many cooks. Mm. Like it it might be that the studio had too much everyone knew how much money this was worth and how much the first one made unexpectedly so they're just like how can we help you with your deadpool mr reynolds uh what if we did this you know what if uh what if this subway ads and blah blah like 7-eleven right now has like it has like a cartoon splash on his face he's like get hydrated in here and i was kind of like yeah that's yeah but like deadpool would 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 he do that like would or wouldn't he Hmm. he's a little bit of a scamp you know maybe i don't have a beat on this guy yet (laughs) Um, I don't know. It just, it, 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 not that that, that wasn't a huge element of it for me, but it, it's maybe more like you said behind the scenes where it's like, you're almost, it was almost better that it was like the underdog mm-hmm. on the first movie and for the me, people, absolutely. and the people yeah. that wanted it to work kind of like if they could settle this lawsuit, uh, George Miller and, uh, whatever company produced Mad Max, they could make a second one, but he's fighting for like funds that they, they claim that they don't owe him. Yeah. And they could be sitting on the next best Mad Max sequel, the most incredible fucking action movie ever. If they let, I don't even know if he'd want to work with them, but if they'd let it drop, but they won't. And it feels like this, like sh- this involvement, like involvement in the wrong way. And they didn't believe in that movie in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> Almost the opposite with Deadpool. They begrudgingly kind of let this R superhero movie occur. And then when it was a hit, they're like, Ooh, Ooh, how can we, they're falling over themselves to kind of put it out. And it feels, mm-hmm. ah, I don't know. It's not, it's not like even meh for me. It's just like, it's not, it feels like it. The magic is taken away a little bit, yeah. and it kind of feels it, like you said. It feels like when your parents learn the slang term, and you're just like, "Oh, that phrase is done." Mm-hmm. Like it kind yeah. of feels like like that, that phrase is. Hey, lit. I know you're going to see Deadpool. <laughs> yeah. I know you're seeing Deadpool later, and I made you a 
chimichangas. <laughs> God, you and your friends. He, he likes them, right? Yeah. So it it does Keep feel your eyes a little for bit that like gray suit. I hear like, a little Easter egg in the movie. Yeah, it kind of feels a little bit like the dorky parents got their hands on this movie and maybe watered it down a little bit or uh, just... your dad and i binge watched deadpool last night and uh <laughs> we're up on all the lingo <laughs> oh my god but that, Mom, does, dad. that does seem a little harsh because i did i no, liked I, it still no yeah, yes I, I just think that I'm, there are more i think there's just some tonal problems that i think mm-hmm. exist when and, you have maybe too many people trying to get their way with a movie and versus... in a sea of superhero movies i feel like it just didn't it didn't reach the heights of some of the other more recent right ones. i think mm-hmm. it also it coming out right after infinity war which i think oh, is yeah. like yeah it just can't like it, you know i know they are two separate universes but it, you can't for now <sighs> but you can't just it's hard to to go see infinity war and then go see Deadpool 2. Can you imagine maybe that would have been what if Deadpool was coming out like later where they had had time to see Infinity War and then like play up some of that in the movie. I wonder if that would have like like Deadpool disappears at the end of the movie. Spoiler. Maybe. Who knows? Um, But we uh, (laughs) spoiler for our last episode. (laughs) Again, we don't know when we get new listeners every minute of the day. Um, but uh, <laughs> we, what am I? I'm thinking, Ranger. We do not. We're losing up. We're losing listeners by the minute. Um, yeah, that. But I, it, it, yeah, still self references of doing. Yeah, I don't know. And I maybe I'll maybe I'll go see it again. Even too, I just need to. I don't know. I, I can't. I haven't landed yet on kind of where it falls for me. If it's better mm-hmm. than the previous one or not, I don't know. I don't know. But I but I enjoyed it overall. I it, this keeps I'm damning it with faint praise. I still enjoyed it. It was still Deadpool. It's basically what I expected going mm-hmm. in. So yeah. I like that. Yeah. <clears throat> cool. Well, for the next episode, we'll be a trio. But we're seeing Solo. A Solo. A Star Wars story. Goodbye. Bye. Ow.